Let's keep that. I I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> huh. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard I'm who they wanna be now. <laughs> what about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard I'm who they wanna be now. Watch I got holes in the dental. Damn. I ain't been home in a minute. What? I ain't never seen no ceiling. Mm. Come a guy, yeah, he nailing. Yeah. Audio, I'm top billing. Yeah. All of my boys dope dealing. What? Super whack, I'm no villain. Huh. Nigga try to take my flow. <laughs> Who the hell he think he is? Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff vs. The World Presents. I love Craft Country Review. And like always, I have my co-host and friend here, Tiffany. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm well. And also this week, we have a very special guest, being that this is the season finale. I got my man, Manny, here. How's it going? Good, sir. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Thank you for having me. It's an honor. All right. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, been a, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. I know. That's why I had to, I had to reach out, man. I hope you ain't forgot about me. No, 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 no. I'm always down to come on and talk anything, so what's good? Nothing much. But uh, before we get started with uh, this season finale and basically how you felt about Love, uh, Calf Country, uh, tell everybody where they can find you at your podcast and social media. Uh, so I am the host of, uh, any given Sunday. Uh, I know I haven't dropped a new episode in a while just cause we're working on some new things, bringing on a co-host, new logo, all that in-house stuff. So, um, it's coming though. I I'm soft, soft relaunch November 1st. That's what we're shooting for. So if everything comes through in time. We'll, 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 we'll get a new, a new episode out by November 1st. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at the manual at the manual Brown on Instagram, the manual Brown, Facebook, manual Brown, Snapchat, Manny Bro 15. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. Just find me. And any given Sunday is available on all platforms, anywhere where you can find podcasts on the Internet for free. I'm there. Uh, and also you can find this podcast on Twitter at AGS pod on Instagram, AGS podcast, Facebook, any given Sunday. All right. So everybody's heard us for nine weeks. They know how we feel about this show. They don't know how we feel about this season finale. But mm -hmm. give us your overall thoughts about how you felt about uh, episodes one through nine and just, you know, the show itself. Well, I'll just start with the, the show itself. Um, I mean, like, like all of us, right, to some varying degree, we've just been mesmerized by these, you know, 10 weeks or so of, of just programming, right, this, right. this show that, you know, in a lot of ways, kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like it just was just dropped on our laps, yeah. <laughs> you know, August of 2020, and and just has captivated a lot of us. You know, I don't want to say the world because I don't know how many people are watching, but you know, it's, it's captivated all of us. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, I love the show I, from the beginning. Um, I've loved the show. I've loved the the what the show is trying to accomplish. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into deeper meanings about everything as we go along, but. You know, you know, it's funny how everybody like the running joke online is how do you explain to somebody what Lovecraft Country is about? Right. Because like, mm -hmm. it's about so many different things. You know, it, it's kind of a disservice to kind of try to, you know, narrow it down to just one thing, you know, to just say it's all oh, science fiction or it's or it's monsters or it's witchcraft or it's magic. You know, what I mean, like, it's, it's 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 almost insulting to try to just narrow it down to one thing. But I mean, I love the show, man. I love and what I love about it is the the characters um the characters feel authentic they feel real right um they feel like people we know in our own lives and that, and and a tv show 
that does that, that makes his character so real and so relatable. I think always, always is a winning show. So um, that's what I feel about this show overall. I mean, the nine episodes, um, like any TV show, there, there's there's been great episodes. There have been kind of episodes. I, I wouldn't say there's never been a bad episode or an episode. I mean, I felt like all the entire season just tied together very well. Um, there were some episodes that I enjoyed less than others, but um, or I, you know, I enjoyed more than others. But for the most part, I thought this was a tight, tightly woven story and plot, and and it fit together for you know for ten episodes. Okay. Um. So let's just jump right into it with the season finale. Um, Tiffany, mm-hmm. uh, I'll let Tiffany go take this one. Uh, just give us your first thoughts of just the season finale itself. Um, the, the season finale, I would have to say the best way to describe it for me was, um, definitely, uh, uh, ending, you know, um, it (laughs) definitely wrapped up, um, some things, um, probably in a too perfect bow for me, but, um, definitely, I think the title itself was very, you know, relevant, full circle, kind of closed that circle of this whole adventure and trip that we've been going on um it definitely left me wanting for more but i appreciate that they didn't leave too much open so you know if if there's never a second season it it ended on the on a right note and and that's basically without going into details and details that that's probably like my first impression how about you, Manny? Yeah, similar to Tiffany. Um, I, I I really like the way they wrap things up. I think that they left themselves open for a season two, but I think that if, for whatever reason, they decided not to renew this show, um, I don't see why. Why not? I think I think we're gonna get a season two. Um, but if, but for whatever reason, right? We all know how the TV industry works. They don't get a season two. Um, I thought they tied things together pretty, pretty seamlessly. Um, I thought they ended the story well. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much, I pretty much agree with, uh, the episode 10. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into more of the crux of, of the show, of the episode as we go along, but yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with Tiffany. I think that, uh, that in both routes, they tied everything together really well. I agree with you both, but I still felt like it was a little underwhelming. Really? Hmm. Just a little, just a little. And I mean, I would have enjoyed or I felt like the last somewhere after the last 20. No, not the last 20. I was somewhere around the 20, 25 minute mark of the show. I felt like it was hurry up time. Let's let's you know, skip this, skip that. This don't have to be explained very well. Oh, we can just give the flashbacks um, for this. Uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't hate it. Are you specific, are you specifically not to get into spoilers? I don't know if we're getting into spoilers on the show. Oh yeah, we are. It's um, yeah. <laughs> so if are you are you are you specifically referring to kind of the Ruby Christina scenes or um Ruby Christina um because a D, lot of people did have complaints about that D and Hippolyta. It just felt like those two stories because you know as we were you know going on with the story, they made it a point to like everybody pretty much had their own episode. Or their own right. story arc going on, and those right. story arcs in the finale seem to get the you know swept under the rug. Okay, let's just hurry up because you know we have to get to the main point of 
And I was always, if you listen to the show, I was always kind of saying, well, I think Tick's going to die. So I don't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel, I could just see it coming and I didn't see any way around them getting around it. And even within the story of this, uh, this season finale, you know, it was um, Letty who was telling us everything, which was our facial expressions. Like the way she would just look and she knew. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's dying. <laughs> he's out of here. Um, just for me, I was just a little underwhelmed. It doesn't mean I didn't like the episode. It's just that, you know, we have been taking right. on this ride from episode one all the way to now. And it was just like, whew, okay. Yeah. And that was I, the point that I was, that was the point that I was trying to make, Jeff, as far as saying that it was almost a too perfect bow. Um, it it it, it kind of like like a checklist like i wasn't you know disappointed in mm-hmm. the episode it was just kind of like okay we're going to close this and wrap it up and we're going to go home so it's, it it was it wasn't disappointing it was just i don't and i hate to use the word anticlimactic but it was <laughs> it was like you you took you you held your breath and then we just quietly exhaled. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it wasn't like a, oh my god. Yeah, it wasn't that. But right. But but we all like I was telling you, like I was telling you one time before. It was like sometimes season finales just don't live up to the hype in your head. And, and and maybe that's what you know happened with me with this or whatever. Because I'm just I'm just so nosy. I'm like, okay, I want to know what Hippolyta had in that room. I want to know what did she bring back or what did she learn how to do to make these arm a robot arm, basically. You know, she made her arm. Like, I want to know the interactions that were kind of happening, not with a flashback, but with, you know, um, uh, Ruby and Christina. And I maybe, like, I said this yesterday, I was like, maybe we should just have a part one and part two. And then I'll be like, but maybe it would have dragged out too long. So maybe I'm asking yeah. for too much. That's all. Well, I, no, I, I get, I, I definitely get what both of y'all are saying, and and I, I definitely feel you on some of the things that it did feel like they kind of breezed through some things, but I think that that was kind of by design. I think that they wanted to keep things where, like I said before, like if there isn't a season two, um, they at least kind of got through the main crux of the story, especially Atticus's character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that that was more on their minds than necessarily kind of explaining everything. And I'm not saying that's a great answer, but I think that that's what I I think it was more by design. Um, That being said, I mean, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think I definitely expect a season two. So I think that they can kind of go more in depth on some of these questions that we have in a season two. Like, you know, it's funny with season finales. Like I think some, there isn't a right or there's a wrong way to do them. Definitely. But there's, there's, there's different ways you could go with a season finale. And I think sometimes a lot of shows kind of box themselves in and then try to explain too much in a season finale or try to wrap everything up in a, in a season finale. And then also try to like, not, you know, leave everything open. Right. Where it's like, Oh, see us next season. See us a year later, instead of kind of tying a cohesive bow around the story that you've told for eight or nine, 10 episodes or whatever. So I, I think that they did the best job they could with what, the time was allotted to him and in, 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 the, in the space that was given to him. But yeah, I agree with y'all. I mean, I, for me, the definitely like, I, I do feel like Ruby kind of got shortchanged there, like right at the end there. 
where it was just kind of like, oh, this character that we've been following along as well for, for all these weeks. And then it was just like, oh, she quote unquote dies or may have died in a, you know, we only see it like in a quick flashback. Yeah. That, that does kind of seem a little, you know, so I get it. Um, and, and, and another thing is, I think that with me and me, and I've been saying this for a while, if it's a season two, I feel like it's going to move. Time is going to move. It's going to be a whole different, you know, a different cast. Because I don't think this cast is. It's just going. They're going to be busy. I mean, you already see how Jonathan Majors is blowing up from this. Uh, yeah. Michael K. Williams stay working. Jorne uh, Smollett. She, you know, what she she stay working. So it's just like, can they get everybody back for this again for a second season and? Will it just move in time and maybe is George's son's story? Like, I mean, I mean uh, Tick's uh, son's story? You're not the first person that's brought, brought that up to me. Like, I, I do think we'll see a time jump. I do. I, I don't know how much. Like, I, could it be 20, 25 years, 30 years, maybe just five years, 10 years? I do think we'll see a time jump. Um, as far as the cast returning, I think everybody's been pretty much open and saying they want to return. Uh, we all know that's Hollywood speak. Everybody says they want to come back until yeah. it's time to come back. And then, oh, yeah, I got a project coming up. Um, I don't worry about the cast coming back. Like, I do think that if everybody wants to come back and if Misha and JJ want everybody to come back, I think they will be back in some in some way, shape or form. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily worry about that too much but I, I think it's something that's definitely should be discussed like do we see a whole new list of group like i can see hippolyta coming back but you know as far as like if if, if we go on your theory where we'll see a, a completely or not a completely but some new characters or new actors portraying these roles like i can see hippolyta in her current form coming back and maybe montrose but because i mean they already open up the different universes. So they could possibly come back right. in a different universe. Right. And you know, it's not the one we right. left. Something went wrong in another one. So it's right. possible. Right. So I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into the episode now. Uh, yeah. Uh, where do we start? Well, we started from, where did we start this episode? I forgot already. Well, they, they pretty much started where they left off with as far as saving D. Okay. Yeah, um, you're right. From the demon, um, we see them rushing in the house with her um, from the um, observatory um, that right. they went to last week, and we see that they able by by some magical phrase, um, what you call it, Tick is able to open the book, and we see Letty and him immediately drop. So that it, it again, like this you know, TV show has done just grab us from the beginning, like, oh no, what happened? Should we have not opened the book? <laughs> like, so, you know, we, but we then see that they kind of get to this, I guess, transitional plane with the ancestors, which I thought was a great scene. Um, mm -hmm. Just kind of getting that backstory from Hannah herself, because up until this point, we just see her worthing, you know, her mouth moving in all the dream sequences. We never know what she's saying, but we know she's trying to say something. And so this was that opportunity to kind of delve into her. And to your point, Jeff, like that would be a great background story that I wish that we could have gotten a little bit more. But I understand in this this, you know, era, it was about Tick and Letty and his generation. But I think that would be an excellent background story with Hannah. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was very, very um, 
emotional, you know, him talking to her, Letty talking, you know, getting this information from the ancestors, understanding what her purpose was, because Letty got a separate purpose. And, you know, we'll talk about that as we get closer to the end of the episode. But just that connection with Tick and Hannah. And then the one that stood out to me was the scene with him and his mom um, in this transitional plane, just them talking and you know, not to say like he went back to a little boy, but you know, it's just something about being with your mom. You know, they always say mama's boys and you know, daddy girls, but just him having that experience with her again was just very emotional and just her reassuring him, like, baby, I know it's hard, but you got to do this and it's going to help everybody, you know? So I thought that scene was very, very emotional and very insightful. What you got, Manny? Yeah, Tiff, Tiff out there speaking facts for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, we definitely started the episode on a, on, on a little bit of a bang there. Um, it, 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 if you notice, it landed right on the pages, uh, right on the page in the book of names. It landed on the page where um, Tick's uh, birthmark is. And we got an explanation of that. Um, I, I thought the whole entire scene um, in the um, ancestral plane was phenomenal. Like I just love that whole scene, that whole interaction. But I'm with Tiffany. The, the 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 scene that really stuck out to me, at least in the first part of the episode, was um, you know taking his mom, and you really got to see kind of closure in that relationship because I feel like a lot of this season has been Tick trying to find. I want to say meaning, closure, I guess, or like, or trying to figure out like his relationship in 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 response to his parents right with his mom and with his dad specifically obviously so i think that having tick be with his mom and get closure in their relationship as well as kind of getting those reaffirming words like hey you're gonna be okay this is what you got to do um as all men can attest to you know sometimes we got to talk to our mama right like we got to we got to reach out to mom and, and, and mom make, puts things in perspective for us. So I think that that was very important. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed everything in the ancestral plane and we, and we finally got an understanding of what that ancestral plane was. Cause I, you know, it was really, it was really interesting to see it throughout the, throughout the series, throughout the season. You know, we, we see these flashbacks or we see these dream sequences where we get there and we see, um, you know, we see, bits and pieces of the ancestral plane, but we don't know what it is or what is, what is in direct context to. So, so to learn that in the, in the final episode was really cool. I'm, I'm with y'all. I wish I would have got more from it or at least more explanation, but keep saying this, if we do have a season two and if we do pick up where these characters have left off, I think that they can explore that a little bit more. Absolutely. Uh, y'all pretty much said everything. Uh, the scene is him with his mother and just, saying basically telling his mother that what he can't he can't say to anybody else i don't want to die because i've been strong around everybody else i have to have this you know this wall up against really my emotions i can't be breaking down because i i I see everybody else and what they're going through and with me coming home has brought and right now i have my mom i don't want to die i'm having a son i got a i got a girl like my i feel like once we get past this everything will be okay but He's have to do something uh, to save, you know, just his entire family, you know, you know, just a whole race to, to keep magic yeah, away right, from white yeah, people. So yeah. it's like his destiny was somewhere else. Uh, where do we go from here, Tiffany? Um, 
I guess, like, well, just long story short, you know, this they the ancestors provided D, uh, excuse me, Letty and Tick um, a way to kind of bring the demon to their plane um, that had infested her. Unfortunately, it caused her arm to kind of pretty much wither and die, but they did save her. Um, and we kind of, like you mentioned before, with Letty's facial expressions, we know that she got some separate instructions while she was on this ancestral plane. We didn't get the details at that point, but we just knew that she and Tick had this unspoken thing, like, we got to do stuff that we may not want to do, but we got to do it. And, mm. you know, and from that point on, it kind of was like everybody was, was you know, thankful that D was, you know, restored, I would say 99%, um, minus the arm. Um, Ooh, but then if we moved into <laughs> into what they had to get prepared for as far as this this ritual, because at this point we know it's going to happen. We just we just dealing with it at this point. And they did the binding um, where they went to the, the museum, Titus um, Brave White's museum back in, I think it was in Boston, um, that they went back to the town. And, and they used the elevator this time, Jeff. Did you see? Because <laughs> 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 like, that was one thing that we talked about. If you've heard the previous episodes, like we were like, well, the elevator take you everywhere you want to go. You ain't got to ride nowhere. Like, we ain't even got full Willie out the, gar- out the garage. Yeah. But... So it was nice to see, again, perfect title to this episode, Full Circle. So we get back on the elevator. We get back to the tunnels under the museum. And they do this binding spell. Um, I thought it was really interesting because even as a ghost, we got a racist. He's still a racist. Right? Yeah. He's like... Who are y'all, you know, who are y'all niggas? What, what is this? Like, what, what is going on? And, and he, even in a spirit form, he goes out to Christina's car, which they almost run into some, her and Ruby out joyriding or whatever. I don't know. Um, and he's like, these niggas got the book. <laughs> and I'm like, I, clearly time did not. Oh, no. Time stopped with me. No. That that stays no. with that stays right. right on up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so so I thought that was interesting. Um, again, we see the ancestors, Hannah, um, Hattie, his mom, um, Dora. Um, they they come into the circle that Letty and Tick have made. And at first, Tick was not very successful. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was happening, but he was missing Titus a few times. Um, but I thought it was very, you know, again, kind of uh, old to episode three, which y'all know is like one of my favorite episodes of this season. Um, just that circle of, of ghosts and spirits there to help them. So again, another full circle with that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that he had to take a piece of him. Um, Ooh, yeah. I don't know how you guys felt about that. He, he had to get a chunk of <laughs> yeah. it too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get a chunk, a whole chunk of them. Yeah, I, that that whole scene. I I I would say if that if I had to pick a like the least favorite part of the episode, I think this whole part was not for anything bad. It just kind of I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I get what they were trying to do. I get what they were trying to accomplish. The ultimate goal was to save V. But yeah, this 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 whole part was a little. Yeah, um, it was funny though. Yeah, just like you said, he just came out of he came out of what years of being a ghost, hundreds, of right years. on hundreds of years of being ghost, 
<laughs> just back on like he never left. Like, niggas, like, oh, okay. All right, my man. Like, no reflection there, huh? No, none. Right? Oh. Not- um, no personal growth, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought this, the, the scene, it, it didn't work for me. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it, it, it didn't work for me um, as much as some of the other stuff we would see in this episode. Uh, I thought the scene was fine. I mean, we've seen it, you know, we've seen it numerous times throughout the mm-hmm. series. So it wasn't nothing new or anything like that. It was just that, you know, they needed help. They needed more power. And like I said, racism just never dies. My man said, he basically said, I treated your black ass the best. And this is what you do to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's how they think, man. That's how they think. Like, oh, I treated you well. I, I gave you the best part of the fat back. What you doing? Come on now. Be thankful. I'm so happy, Master. Uh, so happy. Yeah. But yeah, but I think it was, and like I said, like um, I think it was just the the scene itself. Again, like I said, it, it was an ode to one of my favorite episodes, and it was mm-hmm. just that point that they needed to do in order to make this bigger spell. At the end, they needed right. all of these spirits to come together <clears throat> and get Christina a part of it and all that. So it was pivotal to the story, um, but. It definitely just for me. I looked at it a different way. It's again like full circle, just coming back to everything that we've seen so far. Now, the the one little light scene that I want to talk about after this one was, and Jeff and I have spoken about this, and, and you may have seen it too, Manny. Um, the the what is it? The um the what is her name? D and Hippolyta scene. Um, Jeff and I were waiting for her to cuss her out <laughs> because if you remember, um, Hippolyta has been missing for a little while before Dee yeah. got possessed. She missed Emma Till's funeral. She's missed a lot of stuff that has been going on with Dee. And I was like, I'm glad they put this in here because that's realistic. Like you yep. watch me. Like you, like we not gonna come back in here with blue hair and act like, oh, we good. Like you not gonna do that. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right, right. I thought that was a really, you know, realistic, but kind of like a also closure for them to understand. Like I didn't leave you. I I learned more, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you as my daughter. But you know, I I know Jeff, you were probably happy to see that. <laughs> yes, because I. <laughs> My whole thing is, at a child that age, her natural reaction, being separated from her mother and having those things happen to her is basically like, where the fuck have you been? Like, I don't care. I don't care about nothing you're talking about right now. I was scared and I needed you. I was hurt and I needed you. And you were nowhere to be found. I don't care about your adventures. And I'm glad, like you said, they just they kept it realistic because that's that's what would be in the child's head. You know, like, no, like we're not good right now. It's going to take a minute. Yeah, and that's great writing and that's great storytelling too, right? To, to highlight that. Um, and I also think that it's it's playing into a theory that I have or a couple theories that I have about Dee and the future and kind of her story arc and how her character is going to eventually develop. Um, it's it's showing it's showing some seeds there. Um, but yeah, I, I be, I'm with y'all, man. I mean, like if I was Dee, I'd be pissed off. Like I don't care about no multiverses. I don't care about no time <laughs> machine. I don't care about blue hair. Like, bro, you left me here in 1954, 1955, uh, America, like as a, as a girl, as a child alone, you know, and it's like, so yeah, I needed my mom. I needed you. Where were you? Like all these things were happening. Like what's going on? So I, I'm glad that they decided to put some closure or at least highlight that, 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 that would, um, 
that that would be something, a natural reaction that a little girl her age would have. And I also think that it's tying to some of the directions that I think they're going to with D that I'm, I'm sure we'll get into as, as we kind of wrap up the show. Um, but I, I think that's tying into some of her story arc going forward too. And I'd also like to say, um, as has been my trend for the last nine episodes, um, little, little actual factual tidbits that I throw in there. Um, in this scene, Hippolyta tells D, you know, she makes a comic and D asks her about it. And she's like, oh, who taught you how to draw this? And um, Hippolyta says, and I might pronounce it incorrectly, so forgive me. Um, her name is Afua. It's F-A-U-A is the name mm -hmm. that she mentions. And she's actually an African Native American comic drawer. Yep. She's actually yep. the one that has drawn all of the comics in these season in this um, TV show. So again, um, just hand clap, stand in ovation to Misha Green, Jordan Peele, the creative team, period, that that makes sure that these little reality factual things are still in the show and drive the show. And it's it's definitely something to like go back and and find all of these you know Easter eggs and and all of this all of the great things, but I just wanted to point that out while we're while we were on that scene. I thought that was really beautifully you know woven into the story. Yeah, absolutely. I caught that too, and, and that was dope. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to all the creators. Yeah, that, that they they've done that the whole entire series. So yeah, that shout out to them. That's that's really dope. That is taking care of your baby. <laughs> that's absolutely yes, what it is it's taking care of him making sure every little thing is okay at like all the details are kind of you know well let's make sure we do this and make sure we do that and i just that's one of the things i just love about this show because it's the small things that you know you go out and look for yourself like tiffany always will go and find out something well why did they use this poem or where did the poem come from and you know stuff like that and i just that i just thought that was awesome throughout the season and i'm gonna miss that too because you know like every show doesn't take the care do yeah yeah they, you know they don't yeah. you know it's just like oh okay whatever let's just put anything here or any whatever but i really love that with this and and the watchmen have been these shows have been just like ah the chef kiss it's just been the good right <laughs> And especially with science fiction shows, I, even though I hate to call this just a science fiction show, but whatever, we'll go with that for right now. Um, <laughs> like, especially with shows of this ilk, um, you know, I feel like a lot of times writers feel like they can just throw whatever in there because it is just like this whole fantastical story of monsters and witches and ghosts, and ancestral planes and this and that. So I feel like they can throw anything in there that looks cool and visual, you know, that feels cool without actually having to provide context or explain stuff. And I feel like a lot of writers and creators get away, you know, get away from like start telling stories to provide visual and stuff like that. So I like how this show doesn't just throw things in there just for the sake of throwing things in there, but they actually have a purpose and they explain it. So, yeah. So where are we going now, Tiffany? So at this point, we we team we team huddle up ritual. <laughs> um, <laughs> so everybody's doing their part. You see all this. You you see Tick looking around because he he knows this is probably the last time that he'll be in the room with everybody. Um, I thought um, I think this was the part yeah where Christina shows up because uh, <laughs> at this point. She knows something going on. She doesn't know exactly what. And then she, you know, figures out because, of course, Titus's ghost tells her that they had a book. 
uh, from the previous scenes. Um, and she just comes and tries that one last appeal, like, just give me the book and I'll be good with y'all. I won't bother y'all. Um, but we know that's not going to happen. That, that was too soon. Um, and unfortunately, she takes the invulnerability from Letty. Mm. Um, so we kind of go, oh, snap. So she got to go into this without having a coverage. Um, yeah. Not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, we're, we're going to we're going to figure this out. Um, I, I don't really nothing really too big with that. I think that kind of was a transition scene, just kind of like letting us know what's going to happen. I think the next scene was pivotal um, as far as Gia and Tick. Um, when she, I guess she was at a bar or the, at the bar in the club and um, they kind of made right with each other. Like Tick apologized for saying that what we had wasn't real, um, that he appreciated her help. So again, another closure scene um, full mm-hmm. circle, full circle. <laughs> um, I thought that was good. That that helped them both know that yes, we loved each other. Yes, it was real. Yes, I'm gonna need your help, and I appreciate you for who you are. You know, and I'm and I think that was just a good closure scene for those two characters. Yeah, they finally had the uh, totally. the breakup closure that they needed. <laughs> We've all been there before. <laughs> I don't want to talk to them, but you know. Criticism. Go ahead. And there was some criticism about how Tick treated Gia in that previous episode. So, like, he just kind of discarded her, like, basically treated her like she went shit. So, so I, I'm glad that they kind of like went back to that and was like, yeah, no, no, you, we, what we had was real, and you know, I appreciate you and all. But that it's on Tick yeah, brand. That was cool. It's a, that was that reaction was on Tick brand. Like, if, if we've seen his reactions about a lot of things this season, from his father to, you know, the situations <laughs> that's going on with him and uh, Letty to everything. And that yeah. would be yeah. his natural reaction, you know, and especially now. That's Tick being Tick, yeah. Yeah, his girl is yeah. pregnant. Like, no, don't come here with this nonsense right now. I got too much going on. Right. So, Absolutely. And that's, how, that's where I stood with it. It's like, yo, he's trying to make things right with his girl. And then here comes his ex. Like, she got her own drama and baggage. And then he going through trying to basically save a whole race. Like, bro, I don't need this right now. So I yeah. think that was more of a reaction to that than, like, him, his own personal feelings towards Gia. But, yeah, you know how people take things around with it. So, yeah. Um, from this point on, um, this is where we have a little tender moment again. And I, I appreciated this throughout, um, the, the season, especially having sisters. Um, I definitely understand the, the fallouts, but I understand, um, it's a, a cute motto, <laughs> motto between me and my sister. You can't quit me. Um, so no matter how mad that, you know, Ruby and Letty have gone through things, it was a touching scene to see them at the grave of their mother. Um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of, you know, that that one off that we've been seeing throughout this the the season. You know, they they're close, but they're not close. They they love hate relationship that is typical in any family. Um, and at this point, Letty just basically is asking Ruby for help. You know, we we've got a piece of Titus. You know, we need a piece of Christina. I wasn't supposed to tell you this. But I just need your help. Like at this point, we're family. And of course, I think Ruby is so offended because she's kind of like um the she's overshadowed by by Letty throughout their whole life. And that's the way the 
anyway the show has led it up to be. So I think yeah. just even Letty asking her for help, it was kind of like, you only need me when you need, you only love me when you need something. And here I go again being, you know, your 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 little peasant and go do something for you. And then now we sisterly love. So it was that conflict there, but Ruby still loves Letty. Like, like I said, you can't quit me. Like we we all we got. <laughs> so it's yeah. it, it, it was a touching scene between them. And and up until this point, we don't know if she's gonna help her or not, because we also know Ruby is in love with Christina. Oh yes. So we don't yes. know, is this gonna backfire? Like should Letty shut up? <laughs> or should you know <laughs> or you just gotta trust it and hope family has your back. So it was a very nice scene. Um I got one thing to say and I it took me nine weeks <laughs> to come with this. And y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. Is it that their relationship and I'm speaking of um Letty and Ruby, their relationship is uh hot and cold because both of them see too much of their mother in each other. Yes. Absolutely. Love, hate, relationship. Absolutely. Right. And it's it, I, one of the things, not to cut you off, Tiff or, or Jeff, when your point, if you were making something going further with it. Um, I think one of the things that I enjoyed the most and what I, one of the things that when people ask me what this show is about, I, I go on the themes that it's about, not necessarily like plot synopsis or, or like the different you know genres that it touches. I, I I think the show is about family and the black family specifically, right? right? You know, because I think that you don't see a lot of shows that cover black families and like the trials and tribulations within a family. And I think that you know everything with Letty and Ruby, you know Montrose and 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 Tick, you know even Hippolyta and 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 George and 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 now D, like all the family structures, the highs, the lows of, of of dealing with family, loving loving your family, having those kind of love hate relationships. And I definitely do think that they're they're the much of the consternation in their relationship is that that they never really kind of have dealt with how their mom treated both of them. And I feel like that's still some there's still something there. In a lot of ways, you know, we talk about the episode being full circle, but they haven't reached their full circle. They haven't reached their closure with how their mom was, right? Like how, what their moms did. And we all know this goes into real life. I don't want to go into a whole sermon, but like, you know, how your parents treat you and how you treat your siblings, that affects you growing up. And that affects how you interact with your siblings and how you interact with others. So I think that they haven't, they themselves, Ruby and Letty have not like, properly handled like they probably need some shrinks like they need some help they need some counseling <laughs> to really deal with that family struggle because it sounds like it was a lot right like sound like they just had to go through a lot with that woman and she herself wasn't right so i think that yeah to your point yes a lot of their relationship struggles is that yeah i don't know why it took me nine weeks just to figure that out but it hit me when they were having that conversation at the grave i was like huh maybe that's it but okay you can continue well, um, after that, we see, um, won't dive into it, but I, we see a scene with Ruby and Christina, you know, talking things over. And again, we don't know yet if Ruby's going to cross her because she in love or she going to lean to family. Um, but the next pivotal scene that, that stood out to me anyway um, was with Tick and Letty in the church um, getting baptized. Um, 
And I think this is just an ode again to Letty struggle with church. Cause if we remember in previous episodes, she said, no matter what my mama did, she always made sure we was in church. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this was again, a full circle, just coming back to your beliefs because even despite it all learning about magic, wizards, monsters, that foundation that Letty had in what we call Christianity, it comes back. Like, because at this point she doesn't have the invulnerability anymore. And, and just to re- rewind a little bit, she got the invulnerability um, um, mark in the church with Christina. So again, we're full circle. She's back at the church, but without this, and she's, you know, brought Tick along and we know throughout the season that Tick isn't really heavy on Christianity or God or what or you know any likeness of that religion but to see both of them in this church now in the white you know baptismal gowns talking and you know again it's just a very tender moment between a, a man and a woman a pregnant woman like, we just need this strength together. Just do this with me. Um, I thought it was very emotional because, again, Tick knows that he's not going to get this happy ending. And to know that you got a child, but you're never going to meet that child. Um, it was just very, very emotional in that sense. Like, this is just our moment together to cleanse ourselves, to be baptized together. And just that foundation that a lot of Black people have. Um, not going to deep dive into that 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 conversation that's a whole nother podcast um Mm -hmm. but just that foundation of coming back to it and and just leaning on a higher power that's that's what i will say and just having that moment together right absolutely everything you said just yeah same 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 feeling um and again goes to that 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 theme that i was talking about the black family right what do we know about black families churches is really big and Christianity is really big and that struggle of, and I think it's speaking to like even current times where there is a struggle generationally between like your parents and how much they were committed to the church as opposed to, you know, younger generations and so on and so forth. So I think that just tying that in there was, was always, was, it was cool, perfect writing. And, and, you know, I, I just, I love Letty's character growth from the beginning of the show to now, like just the journey that she's been on. The, the growth that she's been on, um, I think it highlights, I mean, really every character really in the show, but but specifically Letty, I think that Letty had the biggest arc for yep. her to grow from what we were introduced to her as to and not the to ending cut you scene. Off, not to cut you off, Manny, but you have to yeah, say yeah, Leti- Letitia fucking Lewis. <laughs> that is who she's Letitia been. fucking Lewis, right. Facts. It is all that, that is her title. That is how you announce yeah. <laughs> Letty fucking Lewis, absolutely. Nah, no, I she's she's honestly, I, I struggle with who's my favorite character, but she's definitely up there in the top two or three, my favorite characters. See, just her growth, her her whole story arc has been amazing, and it just this this scene specifically highlights it. Yeah, I mean, because you you think about when we first saw her, it was like uh, she was kind of like aloof. <laughs> she was just kind of like yeah. I'm just doing whatever. I'm just getting by. I'm just kind of just moving around this world and. Yeah, I may use people, but you know, I got a good heart, Eddie. Yep. <laughs> so to see her nail, so you know, it's just like a whole totally different character. So yeah, she's definitely my MVP. But uh, the church scene itself, I just that was that was that was a nice thing. 
uh, I think you guys uh, explained it enough. That was just a nice scene. It, it was still that that knowing that both of them know is you know what's going to happen to Tick too. But we we still going to do this. We're going to go and get baptized. And I just want you to know, Tick, we are going to be okay. And when she said we, you know, we're talking about her and the child. We are going to be okay. And trying to reassure him too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we get to the little fun musical portion of the show. Um, My favorite on, scene. On the road trip. Um, we, we're back at the garage. Uh, we're just packing up <laughs> Willie, the station wagon. And we see them on this long road to Artem. Um, back on that same road from oh, episode boy. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the sheriff. Um, yep. Just a lot. Just a lot. It- and... Um, I think it was was it D that started the song? Yes. Um Shaboom. Yeah. Shaboom. Um and it was it <laughs> I think it was I think it was a relief in the sense that everything has been so heavy and we we going to our doom and this is the one time that again we may all be in this Willie again. It's mm-hmm. an ode to George, I think, in the background, kind of like just being there in his car. And, you know, I thought it was funny that Montrose didn't really want to. He was the last <laughs> one to start singing. <laughs> yeah. He just said, shaboom. shaboom. In typical Montrose. <laughs> <laughs> he was the you last. Know? Yeah, that was my favorite part of it. Because, like you said, it was just being the, all of them being there and just in that moment being happy around each other. And it was like, okay. This, this, you know, because we didn't really get that. We didn't get that at pretty much at all. All of them together, yeah. no. So that, I thought that unhappy, scene was beautiful. And happy, like celebrating an actual moment. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, that was, that was I, my favorite scene in the entire show or in the entire uh, episode. I, yeah. I just love that scene. I don't know why that scene just hit me for some reason more than other scenes, but um, I just, I just loved it. Um, it. It was like their final like human moment. Like, okay, like now we got to go fight a damn wizard (laughs) (laughs) pretty much just one you know one human moment where we're just in the car riding to impending doom but you know let's sing our song or let's sing this song um and a little bit of a of of an easter egg this is kind of the scene i didn't i didn't notice i don't know if you guys did but this is the scene where a lot of people said that they noticed that ruby was actually christina because if you if you go back into other into earlier um episodes you will hear that Christina or Ruby hated that song. So for her to be yep. singing that song, yeah. So I don't know if anybody caught I didn't catch that. My boy who I talked to after the show, he caught that. So the the whole reveal wasn't so much of a reveal if you if you were if you were paying attention. But yeah. But yeah, and going back to the scene, I love the scene. Yeah, and that's that that was one of the things that, that came to my mind too. It was because again this show um, and I've said it once, twice, 50, 11 times. Um, this is a show that you watch every episode four or five times. You don't, Absolutely. you don't just watch one episode and be like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, you have to go back and that scene with Letty coming back to town and mentioning the song, she said, it's shaboring, you know? So it was a ode to that and her just being so happy to sing along you enjoy the scene, but that little tidbit, if you pay attention to it, kind of brings you back to this reality for them. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but nobody's paying attention to that because like both of you said, you're just enjoying that moment with your family. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Jeff, I don't know. You might enjoy the next scene when Letty and Ruby are in the tower and she's setting up her own spell and circle and we get that revelation that Manny just mentioned that Ruby is really Christina and a fight ensues. Um, you know this is where my problems start coming in. <laughs> so I, don't oh, know, I don't even know why you would do this. Uh, yeah, so the fight ensues. Everybody's like their plan is breaking down because Ruby is Christina. Uh, Letty finds out. They start squaring up. But as this is going on, the other family members, they're setting up you know, their spells or whatever. But this town of white people, I don't know if they're being controlled or have they been waiting there the whole time. I don't know what's going on. But they're there to basically fight. Like I, I don't like that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, are they like are these like are, are these like undead figures? Like, I don't even that, that whole the whole white people seeing that kind of confusion. Yeah, because I I'm, think they I think they're legitimate people that are under a spell. Like they just they're uh, okay. like they're they're on this small little farm. They're just the surrounded like they couldn't kill everybody around the mansion, so they have little helpers, and you know they just yeah. they are just kind of like Dale the house the the, the lady with the dogs probably uh, so uh, you know why uh, okay yeah you know why that is because at the end when she was asking for help somebody help me nobody was around so maybe everybody just like what the fuck am i doing here let me go back home <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe the spell that she had over them died at the moment she got involved yeah well in more immortality like that 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 hole she had on them she probably had to disconnect to even get that power so Okay. They started running when the lightning came. Oh, yeah. They were, they were like, oh, well, I ain't signed up for this. All right. So here's my issue, Manny. Maybe you can help me out. I, we, uh, yeah, I'm okay. fast forwarding a little bit. So Letty gets thrown from the tower. Right. We know she doesn't have her, her vulnerability, her vulnerability uh, spell on her. Mm-hmm. As the ceremony is going, no, I take that back. The ceremony starts. Uh, Tickets, well, Tickets asking, you know, where is Letty? And, you know, she's not saying, but he knows, like, because he keeps asking. He's frustrated and he's angry. And it's nothing he can do now because he's tied up on this little, um, I don't know what you want to call it, a ceremony, because it's not a cross, but whatever. This ceremony ritual wheel thing he's on. She cuts his arms. He's, she's yeah. bleeding. She's going through the spell or whatever and stuff like that. Now, as this is going on and. I guess we go forward a little bit and I just want to know because I can't even get it all together. I just want to know how did Letty get their vulnerability spell back? Well, if you, if you, if you notice, um, I don't know if, if, if it was, it was a flashback scene, right? Cause when she discovered that Ruby was getting the potion, right? Okay. And <clears throat> um, we're, we're left to assume that they had an altercation we see we see Ruby's body in a comatose state. Right. Now, people are saying, is she dead? Is she alive? I think she's person. Personally, I think she's alive, um, but she's in a comatose state. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you notice, Christina, I don't know if it was in the actual ceremony talking to Tick or somebody. She drops the line of "She made me promise not to hurt you." So it was right I before that, the fight. It was right before the fight. So it was. It was. It was as I took that as like that was Christina's like last loving gesture to Ruby. Like, 
I could kill your sister, but because I love you, I won't. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, so I think somehow throughout the fight, she gave it back. She gave her invulnerability back to her. Thank well, you. not that's to cut, how- not to cut over you guys, and you're absolutely right, Manny. What happened was when Gia, before she connected herself to the, the darkness, darkness and all of that, her flashbacks show Christina looking down at Letty on the ground, and she's word. Her mouth is moving, so she's putting it back on her. Like in the midst of the fight, she was like, "Damn this, I'm gonna kill this this bitch." But <laughs> when she landed on the ground that love for Ruby, she kind of like brought it back and was like, let me just put it back on her. Okay. And, and, and yeah. you'll see that in that flash flashback from GI. I did. And I, now that you bring it up, yes, I did see her. I did see that. I, I specifically focused on that and I did see that. Yeah. Now, somehow I missed that because I was watching everything else. I was watching tick. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. watching tick. Like no. Going on. Yeah. yeah. Tick was giving the mon- pretty much giving the monster to D letting her get to know it. And because I, I was questioning that, and I was like, oh, wait, wait, how did the monster just cool with D? Then I saw that. Uh, I saw everything else, but somehow I missed that little part because I was just like, man, okay, whatever. So I stand correct. I, I feel more, a little bit better. I had, I had questions about how Letty didn't lose that damn baby with all that bumping around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because she was doing a lot of bumping around. <laughs> a lot. She was doing, I was like, damn, that baby about to be dead as can be. We ain't even going to have to see little George in the future. Yeah, because she was giving her that work at first. Um, yeah. So, sorry, I had I forwarded all the way to the. <laughs> no, because <laughs> that's really no, that's no, really, that's really yeah. yeah um, so yeah, basically, yeah. At this point, you know, Tick is uh Tick is drained of all his blood. Uh, she's invulnerable. Christina's invulnerable. But Letty comes up behind her and uh, stabs her, and she's basically like, "What you think you're doing? I'm invulnerable now." Uh, goes with the spell she's still trying to do the spell or whatever but then that's when um what's her name yeah goes into the darkness Mm -hmm. puts them together the spell starts to work and basically takes their vulnerability back or whatever uh and we get a flash and then we just see um christina under all these bricks and walls or whatever and she can't move and letty's coming to her basically and tells her you know the magic is ours now you you know y'all will never have it again and um yeah. Black girl magic. Pretty much. Yep. That's the first thing I thought about when I saw it. And she yeah. just, please help me, you know. And, you know, the funny thing about Christina is, for the longest time, I felt like she really didn't care about the whole, how can I say this? I want to say it right. She wasn't, oh, she didn't care enough to get involved in the whole black and white issues. Because it was always her motives were for herself. But she made it seem she made it always seem like she was for this women empowerment thing. And she really wasn't. But she she used that against them. She's a typical white liberal woman, right? Like the typical white liberal woman. I don't know if we've discussed this, me and you on our show or whatever, but you know, like one of the knocks that that like a lot of white women get is like they're all big on women empowerment and and they believe in a lot of the social issues that we believe in until it affects them right yeah um so christina is an allegory for like the the girl in central park right where she called the the cops on the guy walking the dog mm-hmm. uh, or um and it's an allegory to that you know white women are down with you until you become a threat to them 
and then they can revert back to being just as racist and just as diabolical and villainous as as a as a MAGA wearing you know person or whatever, right? So I think that that's what Christina was the allegory for, right? Like she is someone that only was really caring about her own self interest. She really didn't care about um, anything going on around her. I think the only time she really even started to even have any sense of empathy is when her relationship with Ruby started, right? Because, I mean, if you look back into the earlier episodes, right, she 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 said she, she couldn't understand or she couldn't empathize with the whole um, um, Emmett Till killing. So she recreated it so that she could feel it, right? And it, And to me, it just told me, like, white people don't really understand stuff until they actually have to go through it. Right. So yeah. they don't understand, you know, slavery or bondage until they're enslaved. They don't understand oppression until they're oppressed. So I think that that's what Christina was. I think she was just an allegory for like white liberalism as a whole. Uh, anything to add, Tiffany? Um, no, I just think she got her up company. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely. That's I, no, I definitely agree with with you, uh, Manny, as far as that and the the insight of what her character was. And I think me and Jeff spoke on it on previous um, episodes that, regardless of her being white, um, being a part of this this magical wizardry, all of that good stuff, that level of empathy was never there. Um, like I mentioned before in a previous um, podcast, um, when um, tick way back episode two I think it was and he was like so the KKK has a new name and she was like they're too poor for us to even deal with like <laughs> so it it's still that elite elite um, elitism yeah that she had that just you know everything was beneath her besides this power beside being the best and the greatest in magic so to have this humbling scene where like Jeff mentioned she's crying out help help and there's nobody there for you <laughs> like like at the end right. of the day you are nothing and and this is what you've built your life on and so you know it was just a humbling experience for her to realize that this is all I was made of was magic and being a white girl that that was it and, and when and it's taken away I'm nothing and even her story arc has a lot to do with family, right? The one of the themes of the show, family, and like her, her being obsessed with this magic is because essentially her uncle, her father, told her that you we don't want women around. Like women have no place in this, and that was her with the whole women empowerment and just her obsession with it was like to prove that she could do it, that she could wield spells, that she could command this magic. So, um. I, I really, I, I really enjoyed Christina's character because she wasn't, she wasn't just like a typical, just like villain that's just like racist and like, oh, I just want to destroy black people. Like she, she very much didn't give a fuck one way or another. She just wanted what she wanted, and she was willing to do anything to get it. But she, she, she wasn't like, at least to me, she, I, I didn't hate her as much to like, I hated her because like she was just so self-centered and self, just so focused on what she wanted. But she wasn't like this, like nefarious, like oh, she just hates black people in general for whatever reason. Like, so I think that that her character was, I enjoyed her character and how they how they wrote her because she wasn't just kind of your typical bad guy or bad woman, whatever. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
I think I think that was that's another um, character storyline that I would have loved to deep dive, especially with her and Ruby, and maybe how she would have grown even more with more interaction with Ruby. Um, yeah. Would we if we had more time? Would this ritual had even happened? Um, so it it it, it would have been a nice little you know sidebar, but you know. We got to do. I think Ruby. I think, I think Ruby was her calming factor. Like I think Ruby was the first person that really kind of took her away from her privilege, took her away from everything that she had known up to that point. And like I think she understood Ruby at a personal level. That's what I think that that their relationship kind of flourished. And you really, and I think at the end when she gave Letty back the invulnerability, I think you really saw that she she loved Ruby. That wasn't just because a lot of people were saying like, oh, she's just using Ruby into a point she was but she really did care for ruby like she really did love ruby so uh, yeah i think so too. I, I thought that was interesting i yeah. think i think that and it came I, i'm almost with you i think it came from a thing of that she didn't take any shit from uh christina and she challenged her everything she said she would throw back at yeah. her but they also challenged each other when she was like well, you know no you want this you want this magic because you get to do A, B, C, and D or whatever, you know, and you get to live free. You don't have to worry about this with this magic. And it's the first time that somebody was like saying the things that she thought. And, you know, she couldn't right. say openly to her sister or nobody else black because they'll look at her like she was crazy. So it was just those things that, you know, they, they kind of almost balance each other out. So I think that's where, I, you know, where that love and that uh, care came from and all that good stuff. But to finish it off, this episode. Let's talk about it, Tiffany. Let's talk about the ending. <laughs> with with the T-Rex pose. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the reason I say that is is um because at this point, um, Letty pretty much gives her the the climatic speech. Um, I bind not only you, but every white person for magic. And it's ours. So after that scene, you're kind of left with well, damn, they just gonna let her die like that? <laughs> like she, she's still alive, but whatever. But we see um, D come back because this whole time she was sitting in Willie in the station wagon, um, reading with a flashlight. I, I, I feel some type of way about that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, she comes <laughs> with her coat still draped over her shoulders. She leans down. She has a moment to look at Christina. Christina's like, you know, help me, you know. And I can't remember the exact wording that she said to Dee, but Dee was like, you still don't get it. And we see the reveal of the robotic arm that Hippolyta has created for Dee. This also lets us know that, in fact, Dee is the futuristic person in a cloak that gives Tick the book um, and pushes him back through the time warp. Um, so again, full circle, we realize, you know, figure all of that out that that's who he was talking about and that who that's who he sees in the future. But what I and y'all can talk about it after I finish this. I I didn't feel satisfied that it was D that killed her. Um, I thought it was just that last oomph of gore and horror, like to see the blood splurt out her neck and you know she breaks her neck with the arm. But I just felt like because they didn't have any interactions through this whole season, um, it it wasn't personal enough for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was it was like, mm -hmm. okay, we're gonna throw D in here so we can wrap this up so y'all know that she's still here. 
but it was like, eh, oh, okay, yay, D. You know, I, I, I felt underwhelmed with that being the ending for Christina specifically. And then just like I just mentioned, as far as the, I think it's called a Shagoth in the, in the show. Shagoth. Uh, yeah. Um, and the, the black one that she has been trained and handed down from, from Tick. I thought it was comical because when he roared, first thing I thought about was the Jurassic Park movies with <laughs> the T-Rex, <laughs> you know, and that just, I was like, okay, that's a little cheesy, but you know, I get it. Hey, they probably fans of Jurassic Park too. I don't know, but I don't know. That scene, I just didn't feel I get like stranger it things been vibes. I get Stranger Things vibes, but that's, that's separate. Yeah, that's true, and I like that show too. But that was the first thing that I came was like, there go the T Rex scream. Like, <laughs> like that's what that's what he does in Jurassic Park. But again, overall, this scene I just was underwhelmed because I just felt like it, it, it wasn't fitting for Christina. We've seen her through this whole season, and D is the one that kills her. I have so. a theory because I think it's because I think. Oh, go ahead. You no, no, you're fine. I'm just that was. I'm just a little underwhelmed I, with that. I absolutely have. Go ahead, a, Jeff. I have a theory. Right. We've we seen the theory, we've seen D reading uh, Tick's son book. I'm not sure if the story's in that book or not. Or I don't. I'm not sure how that book is supposed to be. But what if the story? What if she's reading a book and it's basically telling her everything that happens? And that's when she's like coming up to her saying, you didn't, you didn't learn anything. You still don't get it. I mean, that's just a thing. I don't know. Because like you said, they didn't have any interactions. And it was just like, why is this happening? Why are you doing it? Like, why isn't it like Montrose or Hippolyta? <laughs> Somebody else right. other than her. But maybe she'll carry you on the story. Who knows? I feel like Dee's going to have a bigger role season two. I, I think in the future, Dee's going to have a much greater role than she had this season. I feel like it's setting up Dee to be, I don't want to say a villain per se, but I, I will say that Dee is going to have kind of a crisis of judgment, maybe. I feel like Dee, with everything that she's went through, or has gone through this season, I feel like it's going to change her. I think we've already seen it's changed her to a, to a certain point where I think that in the future, like, I feel like if we get, you know, seasons three, four, five, or whatever, however many seasons we get, if we get into a future time frame, I feel like this will make sense eventually. That's what I take it as. Like, I feel like this was more for D's character than per se closure on Christina or having, because I agree with you. On the surface, right, it would make more sense for Letty to kill, um, for Letty or even Montrose to kill Christina. But I don't think it was about that. I think it was about setting up D, D's arc going forward. That's what. That's my theory. Take it for what you will. So but I, that's what I. That's what I interpreted that scene as. Is that I think D is going to have a greater role. Especially with that bionic arm now, like she's going to be on some shit <laughs> in the future, where I think that this will make sense. Like, huh, this is where that started. Make you feel yeah. make you feel any I, better I, about I, that? <laughs> no, you said what? But I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all input. I, I appreciate it. I I just felt like I I don't know again, and it maybe goes back to the reference like we've spoken about, like not necessarily rushed but a little cut off with the storylines and 
I, I just feel like there should have been a better build up. Like I get that theory, but I feel like it was just a little missing. And here we come D at the end with the arm and the, her, you know, her pet. And it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> the, the 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 only thing that I really took from the ending was that moment again, that closure with Montrose and the letter um, uh, that, yeah, that, that Tick wrote to him like, look, I knew this was going to happen, but this is your second chance. You get to be the father that you weren't to me. Like, make, make a better choice with my son. And I think Montrose has been through a lot. Every character has been through this character development that I have loved from episode one. But for Montrose, he is at a point where he's accepting himself. He he had the flashback yeah. from last season. I mean, last episode, um, seeing his first boyfriend, you know, coming to grips with everything. And he's got a heavy story to tell going forward. He already had one, but just this moment, of second chances, especially for him, is going to be so vital to his character if we ever see him again. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that whole scene, uh, man, that that scene. I'm I'm not an emotional person. I'm not somebody to, but that that scene when he was trying to wake up, when he was trying to revive Tick and wake him up and and screaming and yelling for him to wake up, man, that got me. Because um, you just find you felt the pain like. Everything that I was trying to avoid happen happened, and even though we all kind of knew it was going to happen, and even he knew that it was going to happen, that moment of realization, like this is what I've been fighting for my whole life for you not to not to lose you, and I lose you. Yeah. Um. And and that and almost and him like all and and with the letter and realizing and and, and just when their relationship was starting to, you know, build itself and 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 improve and get better because I think they both understood each other finally for the first time. Yeah. That healing and then healing has started. Right. And then there you go. It, it, you know, this happened. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that whole scene touched me, man. I, I hated that. Scene. I hated it for the pain it caused, not for, because of the scene itself, but yeah, it, I, I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. It was, it was uh, wonderful. Uh yeah, I mean, what can you say? Michael, Michael Michael K. Williams knocked it out of park again, just with that scene alone. If he don't get an Emmy, if he don't get an Emmy for this show, um, I mean, I need to, I need to interview some people because the, the scene in Tulsa, the scene in Tulsa alone, he need to be nominated. I think like, he's gonna I'm be sorry. going against it. He's gonna be going against the whole cast. Like Tick, <laughs> they're gonna be all like in the same category as far as you know that show goes. Because I just think that's how good this show has been. Um, yeah. I thought that I just thought that was an amazing scene because it was almost like everybody else knew what was going to happen. Like Letty, Letty knew, uh, Hippolyta knew because she got the note from him, and you know that pain on his face. Like he knows what's ha- it's happened, but you know they've been in a world of magic and all this stuff. No, my son's gonna get up. He's fine. He's gonna get up. Everything's okay. But in the right. back of his mind, you know, in the end of realization, you know, Hippolyta, you know, he wrote this for you. Yeah, so it, that that was a that was just a heavy, heavy, heavy scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So uh, that was pretty much the season finale. Uh, love, I, love, Carol Country. I got some <laughs> theories though. Let's hear them. I guess I'll ask, 
I guess I, I guess I'll ask y'all um, before I I go talking about my theories or whatever. Y'all, so a I guess you guys think it'll be a season two? Just real quick. You want to go first, Jeff? You know, I've been saying no. I'm gonna stay, stay. I'm gonna stick with my eyes and say no. It will, it will not be. I am going to, I, and I've been thinking about this before we started. Um, I'm going to say no. And the reason for that is because, and it's almost a good thing, is that there's too many storylines that could happen. And I think that if they create anything additional, it is going to water down this season. It is, it is kind of like a fighter that goes out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, not wanting to mess it up, kind of like what Jeff mentioned with the Watchmen. Um, just leave people to have these kind of conversations that we've had week to week. Like, leave people wanting to go watch it three or four or five times and be like, let's talk about this again. Let's talk about that again. And just ending on a high note. So, I- I'm going to lean to no. I would love it in my spirit, you know, as a person that loves to look at these kind of things. But I just feel like sometimes too much of a good thing waters it down and it loses its its charm. So, mm-hmm. well, I think I've been saying it all the episode. I think there will be a season two. I don't I'm more wishful thinking than anything else, but I I I, I do think we're going to get a season two. I, I just think the way they they kind of. I don't want to say they left things open, but they left things open enough where I think they're like, I think if you definitely were not going to get a season two, I think that you wouldn't have seen some of the things that you've seen, like Ruby basically quote unquote dying off screen. I, I don't think you would have seen that. I don't think you would have seen some of the things that we saw here. So I, I do think we're going to get a season two. That's just my, obviously I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> guessing just like anybody else. But um, I, you, I, I think we're gonna see a season two. Y- y'all want some insight right now? Oh no. Okay. At the moment, HBO has not renewed Lovecraft Country for the second season. In interviews with Deadline and the Hollywood Reporter, showrunner Misha Green says talks are ongoing with HBO. Uh let's see. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah, if they're talking, then. She wants to continue it, so it's a good chance that it's a better chance than I thought. That's why I thought, and that's why I'm, and 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 I like I said I didn't have any side for it, but I had read some of the stuff in Misha, and then like I said, all the like the entire cast was like, we want to come back, like we wanna we want to do this. What we're doing here is major, like this is, yeah, they want to come back. So when you have everybody want to come back, and Misha Green and everybody, and it's been a success. I don't know the numbers, but I this show has been a success. Like I don't know not one person that isn't watching this, so um, I think it's definitely going to come back. I, I I really do. Yeah, it's looking good now. Um, as, as for my theory, um, so I'm going on the assumption that we're going to have a season two, right? So if we have a season two, I think Tick is alive. I don't think he's dead. Oh, are you? I mean. I think I think now hear me out. I don't have all the details as far as what I think happened, but I do have a theory, and I think it plays into Gia, right? Because because on the surface level, Gia's role is kind of pointless at the end of the show. Like, what did she really do besides just wield her power to kill um, 
Christina or to block Christina. Well, she was the first she one. Was, she was the first one to show Tick this different universe, even though he tried to block it out of his mind. Well, you know. Well, yes, that that right. But I think isn't her power absorbing souls? Yes. So, and it's more of me being confused at the end than having any insight. So when she gets in the way of Christina and the the thing, what is she doing there? No one's been able to explain to me what she is doing in that entire scene. She's going into when the... she enters the dark or whatever. <laughs> that's a, that's all they left it. That she was going to go into the darkness, right? That's. And and if you remember earlier in the episode, Tick sought her out, not just for the closure, but for also for help. So that's why I'm like, I think Tick has something up his sleeves the whole time. The, so only, like, the only reason I will disagree with you with that is because in order for a sec, uh, second season to come into play, you have to have that dynamic character development with everybody else that was around Tick. So if if by that theory Tick comes back alive, we're not going to see the same Letty as a mother had she been, if she didn't have Tick with her, in order for her son to write that book or Hippolyta to maybe make that decision to make uh, uh, to enjoy and absorb all of these multi-universes even more because Tick isn't here to enjoy it and Montrose being a better man could be stagnant if Tick is, is alive yeah they were healing but to lose someone and I think we all can talk talk to that point once you lose somebody you become a different person and I think if Tick was to come back these characters would not develop into who they're supposed to be Beyond him. Well, here's the here's the trick around that. Tick is going to come back, but it's not going to be their tick. It's going to be a multiverse tick. Whatever something happened in his world, and he got that, pushed over yeah. into their world. So they're kind of like you're a tick, Y'all but you're way, way, way. Well, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna tell you the only reason. Not, set up, but they did set up these multiverses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to come back into play. And. The only reason why I say that is because I know you don't probably watch it. I watched Arrow. So I've seen them how they can incorporate somebody else from another universe and everybody else is kind of like, yeah, you that person, but we don't really fuck with you like that because we don't know you. You look like them. Yeah, I've seen seen other shows like The Magicians. Um, I've seen shows where they bring the the multi-universe. I'm just saying from my perspective, I, I feel like in order for them to become their their ultimate selves, they need that disconnection from Tick. They need to remember him, and, and I'm not saying that they ever gonna forget him. But I just speaking from a place of, you know, losing somebody and somebody so big and making that Jesus Christ sacrifice that he did on the sacrificial table and cross. I just feel like his story has been told and will morph into their stories and be, create their stories for the second season. Yeah, I can, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I, I can see I can see that, and I wouldn't be against that. I just feel like I don't know. I, I don't agree. I don't agree with. I don't think that by having Tick not die, it undoes 
some of the character growths that they're going to be on. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can see your argument for it. Uh, specifically with Montrose, like I could see it maybe with Montrose. I don't agree with Letty. Like I think Letty, I think her character arc has been enough where I think she's going to be a better person with or without Tick. Um, Hippolyta has kind of her own arc and her own story. I think independent of Ick, so I don't of Ick of Tick. So I don't necessarily think that affects her. But I mean, like I said, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Like I think if if, if your theory comes to fruition. Um, Tiffany, like, I think that the show works just fine, but I do personally think that I don't know. I'm not saying next year or in 2020, you know, two episode one, season two, we're going to see, you know, Jonathan Major's first scene in like, no, I think <laughs> they'll build back up. I think they'll build to it eventually take being again, if you want to go with the Jesus Christ, like imagery resurrected, um, brought back, take from a different universe. I don't think we've seen the last of Jonathan Andrews. That's just my, that's just, and maybe it's hopeful thinking, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I don't think we've seen the last of Tick on the show. As a regular, I think we have. As a guest for maybe two or three episodes, absolutely. He'll be back. Yeah, he might be there in spirit when she give birth. <laughs> I, I can see that. You yeah. Know, and they have a moment on the, you know, ancestral plane, like, you know, take care of my boy. Yeah. But I don't see him being alive again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like that was what these characters needed. That 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 one last um to be who they are. Like I and and I could be speaking from somebody that lost somebody very close to me that without their death, certain aspects of me wouldn't be me. And I know right. that for a fact. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I, I I look at it. From that point, I definitely can see the multi-universe, but like Jeff just mentioned, maybe some little flashbacks or, you know, little moments with each character having with him. But I don't see him being alive to go on any more adventures with them. Oh, no, 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 no. And the only and the only the only thing that I question is obviously Gia's Gia's scene, because essentially she's taking Christina's invulnerability. Right. And who does that transfer over to? Like so, this that that's the question. I guess I'm just trying to wrap my head around what that scene actually meant. Right. And obviously, there's been no there's a lot of theories, but there's no real like conclusive evidence of what it happened. So that's the only thing that that lets me lets me to believe that somehow Tick can be brought back because of that. Well, we need to we need to know more more about this nine tail fox thing because. It has to be more to it because, like you said, the, the reasoning or the reason why that would happen if she would kill men is when they climax. Nobody climaxed. She just went to the darkness as the guy, as the woman told her, you're going to the darkness, blase, blase, this. So this is something different. So is she changing? Is her power is more powerful than we all thought? But, so she, but is she absorbing? Like I guess the question I have is she absorbing Christina's soul? And transferring it over to Tick, or is she observes like that's why I'm like I'm trying to, and again it's more confusion than I than I that I have than much less like a oh this is a theory, although that I think that because again then then the whole G is going to the darkness doesn't really make sense because then what is the darkness is she just killing folks like darkness is metaphorically for like evil or like what is it like I, I just. 
that wasn't explained. That's what that's that's what like I guess tells me like there's going to be a season two. There's more to that. Plus, like again, I don't know. We could see Tick come back. And again, you could be you guys could all be right. Next season we'll start off and Tick is just remembered and they're burying him and we never hear from him <laughs> or see him again besides flashbacks, right? Or you know, episode five, Tick is revealed, they're gonna resurrect him and bring him back. So who knows? Obviously, we're just working on theories, but I think the whole Gia thing, because that, that's how I close the episode. I'm like, I'm still confused about Gia's role in all of this. Cause like A, Tick sought her out to bring her to help them. And it wasn't necessarily just for her powers, although obviously having somebody like that on your corner is, is is advantageous. I just feel like she served more of a purpose than I think the I think they let on. Yeah, and as we were sitting here speculating, we all swinging, and probably once they get a second season, if they have it, we'll all be wrong, and it's a whole completely different. And plus, story. it's fun. Plus, it's fun to speculate, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Speculate what what's going to happen, who's did what, and what theories makes sense of what theory uh, probably as we sitting here what october 21st is, i'm starting to lose yeah october 21st um uh, you know next year or two years from now we could be look back and listen to this episode and be like man we were at, we were all the way wrong yeah so, that's um, about it. the fun thing about this show is <laughs> a lot of these people are going to be working they're going to get some big time work for this uh like i said that's John- good though yeah, that's that's, good, that's great jonathan mage is already signed with M- the mcu so you know how that's going to be uh, them checks are gonna be nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we go close it on out. Uh, I like to thank you, Manny, for hopping in on the season finale. Uh, now, You're season welcome, now when season two happen, you got you got to be here for all of them. <laughs> oh, I'm hey. You, you just let me know, man. Definitely. You get, I, now that now that I've theorized basically a plot for a whole season two. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm down for sure, man. For sure. I absolutely got to thank my friend for joining on. And, and Tiffany, we took us a long time to figure out what we <laughs> wanted to do and what show we wanted to do and something that we both enjoyed. And Lovecraft Country came at the right time because these last 10 weeks have been fun. Uh, just getting back, talking, talking about the show, just speculating and people have been enjoying this show so it's just been hella fun and we definitely going to do this again if it's a season two and 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 if we find something else that we're interested in and want to talk about we'll definitely do it again so i just want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank tiffany and i want to thank manny uh i want to thank everybody so y'all be safe uh wear your mask wash your hands uh and don't let them keep you down i don't know if you have any final words uh manny and tiffany but y'all can close it out no i was just going to say i i've enjoyed um you know discussing you know how i am jeff i love the little factual reality stuff um definitely took me on a roller coaster um i will probably be watching it binge watching it today or tomorrow same um (laughs) just watching everything back to back to back um, but yeah, I just enjoyed listening to other ideas, getting feedback from listeners, you know, just like, Hey, what about this? And I think it was just a, a, a great ride. You know, I said that from the beginning, enjoy the ride. And I definitely did. And I'm getting back in the line to get back on it again until we figure out if there's going to be a season two. Right. Um, so yeah, enjoy and let us know what y'all thought. Yeah. Manny, <laughs> I'm going to let you take us out. Uh, uh, yeah.
Yeah, well, first and foremost, man, thank you, Jeff, for having me on the show as always, man. It's always an honor to be with you, and I appreciate anybody. Anytime you invite me on the show, I always appreciate you. Same, same for you, Tiffany. Um, and, you know, just I just want to close just saluting the show, man. Um, the show, I think, was important. It was needed in the space. And, uh, you know, salute to Misha Green. She's a genius, a creative mind that I think we're going to hear and see more from in the, in the coming years. And all the producers, showrunners, et cetera, everybody involved with the show, the cast, everybody, man, y'all, y'all, y'all did something amazing. So you guys should pat yourselves on the back and all the kudos and flowers, whatever to you guys, man. Um, hopefully we see a season two. I think we'll see a season two, but, uh, if, even if we don't, um, incredible television for, for 10 weeks and, um, it should be commended. So. My my salute and applause to Misha Green and the entire crew of Love Care Country. And with that, we are out. Peace. Peace. Later.